Welcome to Eric Wright & Associates' new podcast, The Core Four. On The Core Four, we talk with our clients about their businesses, the issues they face, and the scope of their legislative agendas according to the four core principles of our representation, policy, regulatory, political, and community. If you have any questions or would like a transcript of the discussion, please contact us at info at righttexas.com. Welcome to Eric Wright & Associates' podcast, The Core Four. For this episode, we're joined by two important members of Omnia Partners Cooperative Purchasing Organization. Leslie Hafner, who is the Senior Vice President of Government Affairs, and Amy Smith, the Group Vice President of the East. Our discussion today will focus on cooperative purchasing, what it is, how it works, and its role and function in Texas. Welcome, Leslie and Amy. Why don't you both tell us a little bit about yourselves and Omnia Partners? Thanks, Eric. I'm Amy Smith, and I'm the Group VP for the East Region for Omnia Partners. And through the cooperative of Omnia Partners, we have teams of folks that uh, travel throughout the country talking about our program and getting the word out about the cooperative contracts available. So my team handles the East Region for municipal and K-12 government. Leslie? I'm Leslie Hafner, and uh, I am government relations for uh, Omnia Partners. Omnia Partners has had a government relations program for about 18 months, and we have been very excited working in the state of Texas and with Wright & Associates. Well, thank you both, Leslie and Amy. I want to take a step back a little bit before we start talking about Omnia Partners and, and the role you play in this process. I want to better understand cooperative purchasing in general. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, talk to me about how that process works. So this is Leslie. And yes, as a lobbyist of 25 years and having written a lot of law in and out of a governor's office, I always like to see how did something come about? Like why did governments find uh, cooperative purchasing necessary for an offering in, in procurement in their state or local government. So really the story starts back in the 1970s and my understanding it was the state of Illinois that conceived the cooperative model and it was the city of Chicago that wanted to buy off of the state of Illinois contract. And the statutory construct would not allow them to do that. So they had a conversation with lawmakers. It made good sense for the city of Chicago to buy off of a volume generated contract that was a lower price than the city of Chicago could have gotten. And they opened up the statute so that not only could Chicago buy off of the state of Illinois, but Springfield, the city of Springfield could buy off of uh, Chicago. So cities and counties, if they procured something, could buy off of one another. That expanded into being able to buy off of universities. And uh, then it actually expanded in the 80s to allow counties and cities to buy off of counties and cities from other states. The American Bar Association got involved in the late 90s and uh, started putting together a model piece of legislation for states to consider. And actually, some of the founders of our company walked the halls of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and, and talked about this uh, model piece of legislation and how the industry was growing and could help save money and provide value for states, locals, K through 12. 
So, so one of the key components to cooperative purchasing is that when a one government entity buys off another government entity's contract, that contract has always been competitively bid. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so just to expand a little bit on um, what Leslie was saying, where cooperative purchasing comes from, really, even before that, in the healthcare space, um, group purchasing has always been around. And that's something that um, cooperative purchasing kind of uh, started from is the fact that healthcare was doing group purchasing and they were creating contracts on behalf of their member agencies, member healthcare agencies and hospitals. And so the, you know, in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, when this kind of took off was modeled after that healthcare thought process of having contracts available for agencies to use, but applying that to the government space. So government and education, really, higher ed is kind of the first um, spot where this was really um, started. So modeling that healthcare idea into education and government, where there is a process that has to be in place a little bit more so than in healthcare. So in healthcare, there are, there's a lot of negotiation of contracts and things like that that can be done um, using ABA model procurement code and things like that, where in public agencies and government, they have a process they follow. They have a certain number of bids or proposals that they need to receive, things like that. So in the creation of a peer cooperative, you're looking at using a lead public agency, a peer agency of these cities, counties, and school districts to lead a contract and have that contract be available to other agencies, um, cities, counties, and schools. So like in the example that Leslie gave of the city of Chicago, city of Chicago um, use the state of Illinois. They're both public agencies. They both follow a process. So if one does it, the other one should be able to use it. And that's the idea behind cooperative purchasing. Very good. So, so help me understand uh, where the value is uh, for, for one government entity using a cooperative uh, contract. I, I suppose that there is some value in that they don't have to spend uh, as much time developing an RFP uh, and going through that process, but I know there's a lot more value out there. Can you talk to some of the, to some of that value? Sure. Um, I mean, it, it is all the things that you would think of: um, creating efficiencies in process, um, being able to have a contract that you can that a, an agency can utilize, following that process for those agencies to utilize a cooperative contract um, gives them the ability to utilize something without going through it themselves because it's already been done. That process has already been followed. So I think that's the key point um, is that a lot of times there's a misconception in cooperative purchasing that they're um, avoiding something or not doing something that they're supposed to in a government space. Um, and that's a very good thing to point out here is that um, this process that is cooperative purchasing means that this process has already been done. So in some of my conversations with chief procurement officers for states, they have said some of the biggest value that they find in being able to use a cooperative contract is it has already been vetted by a government agency. It has been awarded by a government agency. It follows the laws and ordinances around those that policymakers decided to make things transparent and uh, open and fair, such as when you buy office supplies, there's not a lot of deviation from a BIC 
blue pen sold by Office Depot to a big blue pen sold by CVS. So there's no reason really for a state to put out another bid that takes six, nine, 15 months to get pens when already the city of Tucson or the state of Utah has a contract where they have already secured the lowest price and best value for those pens and the, the contract is cooperative and then that CPO can use the contract immediately and they can use their staff to address more complicated procurement issues around IT or roofing and those types of things. Well, and, and I, I think, Leslie, that that's a, that's a really good example that, that you mentioned. And I, I think it, it's, it's going to lead into my, my next question because I, I want you to talk more about uh, Omnia Partners uh, and the value they bring as, as one of several uh, cooperative purchasing companies that are out there. But in that example that you used, the fact that Omnia has relationships with so many different suppliers um, and the contracts that they have, they can, they can find even better savings based on volume for the different entities. Uh, is, is, that, is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. So using a lead agency process, but putting that contract out on the street saying that it is a cooperative contract that agencies across the country could potentially uh, piggyback, basically use as a cooperative contract, use themselves without going through their own RFP process because that process is being done by that lead public agency. It means that that volume through that contract could be very large, more so than an individual agency um, in just a small town in Texas or wherever they are would be able to get on their own. So. Mm -hmm putting that out to suppliers to say, we're going through a solicitation process. This lead public agency is going to award this cooperatively and it will be available to all cities, all counties, all K-12 districts across the country. The supplier puts their best foot forward and um, gives the best response possible. So the savings of money is obviously there, absolutely. But then that in turn saves time and resources and energy and efficiency, creates efficiencies within those agencies that want to utilize that contract or that resulting award. Excellent. Well, so, so why don't you talk to me a little bit about Omnia Partners and what you're doing in Texas, but, but more broadly, what you're doing around the country uh, in cooperative purchasing, just to give us an idea of you know, the size of, of your influence in this process. So Omnia Partners is growing um, with our contracts. We have a portfolio of around 300 plus contracts available nationwide to agencies across the country. We market those contracts to cities, counties, K-12 school districts, higher education, even nonprofits in some cases can utilize our portfolio of contracts. We have a team of dedicated individuals that are in the field talking to those agencies on a regular basis about the contracts and the portfolio that we have of suppliers that have been awarded, but also about some of the things that happen within their state or within their local municipality to give them the ability to utilize these contracts and how we can save them time and money and process. And actually, I can throw in an example that's uh, very timely, um, Eric, is in the state of Tennessee, I mean, 
everybody in every state in the country is dealing with the fact that children have not been able to attend school and what is their learning loss process. And Tennessee actually had a special session last week to appropriate funds to do different things. And one of the things that they want to do is to have um, an authorizer who can look at data collected by the testing in the spring and, and look at third graders and say, who's proficient and who has fallen below that level. The authorizing uh, technology is pretty specific. It's out there. We, I, I read the article. I went to our partner development team. I was able to say, this is something that Tennessee is going to need. They'll need it sooner rather than later. Do we have a supplier partner who can provide this? We're not in the, uh, the, the bid has not been let, so we could approach the commissioner of education to see if that offering uh, is meets her needs. And if so, it's something she could buy off tomorrow to do the assessments this summer, as opposed to having to wait the fall or the following winter. And we all know these kids are gonna need a lot of remediation to get back up to speed. So that's a timely um, example of how cooperative contracts paying attention to the marketplace. And as Amy said, with a robust sales team that's out there looking for those opportunities and then making sure policymakers know that, that cooperative purchasing is out there and can strengthen the state's efforts. Yeah, and I, th I think that's a great example. And you know, I, I'm aware that you know, during the early stages of COVID uh, and even as schools were starting back up, uh, your staff, uh, the Omnia Partner staff were working closely with Texas local government entities and Texas school districts to provide them with some of their needs uh, in in dealing with the pandemic. Uh, and so thank you for that. I don't know if you want to expand on some of that, that work. Well, I mean, specifically for, during COVID and during the, you know, times of need, people needing PPE equipment and things like that, we had several suppliers that were able to fulfill the needs of many, many Texas agencies within hours, days, or even just a few weeks um, with, where they could get these types of supplies without having to go through a process. And, and in general, I think that's something to point out is that the cooperative contract in general allows them to procure and receive the supplies that they need in a timely manner still going through the process that they have to follow and, and checking all of the boxes through the interlocal agreement that they have that they have to have in place in Texas specifically, but also just the ability to get what they need in a timely manner. When they go through their formal RFP process on a regular basis, that could take two, three, six months, a year maybe to get some of these items, where especially during something like a, a pandemic, that's not possible. Yeah, and Eric, you will remember when when the pandemic was really breaking in March and April, and I remember receiving that telephone call from you on a Sunday evening after Governor Abbott had a press conference where he was saying, we need PPE. And in times like that, unfortunately, bad actors get into the mix and they try and defraud government. And cooperatives, be it Omnia Partner or another, were able to step up and say, we have a competitively bid 
contract in hand. You do not have to buy PPE by a fly-by-night. This is something we can assist you with. And that helps with, as you know, when we're spending taxpayer money, those auditors want to be able to be able to go back and say, where was the money spent? And we were able to provide that. That's great. Stay in the loop with Circle. Circle is the mobile platform that brings state leadership and influencer data to the same secure spot, providing details on all Texas statewide, Senate and House elected officials. Users have access to contact information, official websites, campaign websites, committee memberships, staff listings, and staff emails. Circle is the simplest way for policymakers, citizens, and influencers to get the information they need to communicate and collaborate on state policy and governance. Also, check out our lobby search tool and set up alerts when companies hire lobbyists. Go to the Apple or Google Play stores and download the Circle app for 360 data on Texas government. And thank you to Circle for supporting today's podcast. Well, Texas law clearly supports this model. Uh, and, it, and it's used throughout the state, uh, at, at the state level, at local governments, and in school districts. Uh, I know you've got some, a few legislative goals, Leslie. Do you want to speak to a couple of those goals? Absolutely, yes. Um, so in, uh, in talking with several of the divisions of Omnia Partners in relation to our operations in Texas, our uh, contracting manager, brought up that some school districts were asking to report fees as were uh, laid out in the Texas statute, that if a, um, if a school district used a cooperative contract, they needed to detail the fees that were associated with that purchase if it were around $25,000. And I completely understand where the policymakers were coming from at one time or still in the marketplace. There are cooperatives that will charge what we call a member or the school district a fee. And policymakers want to say, well, hey, if we're going to give you this option, we want to make sure you're not paying fees that negate your savings. So we want you to report those. At Omnia Partners, the, there is no fee charged to the school district. Though That's a contractual agreement between the supplier and Omnia Partners. So we have a couple of school districts out there who are who believe they need to report the fees that are associated between Omnia Partners and the supplier. So I believe um, Representative Van Dever has brought forward House Bill 1496 to talk to his colleagues about uh, is, is this what we mean or is this a regulation we can clarify to take a, a, an administrative burden off of schools if it's not if it's not inflating the price of their purchase through a cooperative? Yeah, th and, th and this really isn't uh, a transparency issue. Um, you know, there's no problem with getting uh, with the legislature understanding when fees are paid from the school district to the cooperative. The issue is uh, we're trying to put clarity around 
that school districts do not need to report fees that are paid in a private to private transaction between a cooperative and their own suppliers. It's only the fees that are paid from a school district to a co cooperative. Correct. All right, and I, and I think you've got, uh, you've got an issue around job order contracting as well, right, mm -hmm. Leslie? We do. Um, the same uh, division within Omnia Partners, which handles contracts, was actually able to recruit two very top-notch uh, uh, employees from the state of Texas, one from um, the San Antonio water system, and uh, her name is Jessica Goforth. She is fabulous, and she is. she brought to our attention last summer that through job order contracting, if her water utility district could have used job order contracting that the state of Texas lays out in statute, they would have been able to provide some services or get to certain maintenance projects much faster than they currently do because they have to bid things out. And again, it can take five, six, nine months to be able to get those things done. So what we have, um, asked, what we're asking based on our experience is maybe for the Texas legislature to look at, are they comfortable enough with the program around job order contracting to expand to other governmental entities, the ability to use those job contracts, which are smaller in nature. They're not intended to build roads or buildings. They're intended to build fences or fix a hole in the roof, but something that can be turned over fairly quickly. And uh, so that's a conversation we'd like to see if, um, if, if the Texas General Assembly feels like um, that's appropriate. Absolutely. And, and so we just, some of those ancillary projects that are small in nature uh, that are associated with a, a larger building project, we simply uh, want the state to, to grant the authority to use the job order contracting to speed that process up. Right, to right. the special districts and water, the water utility special districts. Um, they currently allow job order contracting to be utilized by cities, counties, and school districts in the state of Texas. So they do use these already. It's more of those special districts, um, those other types of agencies that could really benefit from the ability to use the, the job contracts. As, as Jessica actually um, articulated to us is when she was still with SAWS, they built a new water treatment plant and put out all the specs and did the competitive bid and awarded the bid. The water treatment plant was built and whoops, uh, instead of being able to open it timely, somebody forgot to also include, we need a fence around the facility to for liabilities purposes. And so they had to stop on the opening of that water treatment facility until they could again send another bid out to have a fence built around it. When in essence, if they had had the ability to, um, to use job order contracting, they could, because it was a small enough project uh, and it was under a threshold dollar amount, they could have actually gotten that project done in a much timelier fashion. Very good. Well, uh, ladies, that's it's been wonderful. Uh, I appreciate your time. And um, anything else either of you'd like to add? Uh, we love Wright & Associates, especially Courtney Williams. <laughs> thank you very much for having us. Well, thank you. Thank you both.
Eric Wright & Associates is a full-service government relations consulting firm located right around the corner from the state capitol in Austin, Texas. They create opportunities, define strategies, and deliver solutions to challenges involving the executive, legislative, and regulatory branches of Texas state government. Go to www.wrighttexas.com today to learn more.